Yeah, born and raised in Nicaragua all my life there. I studied law, actually. Uh, in paper, I'm an attorney, believe it or not. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it may not look like it now, yeah. but yeah, I'm an attorney. I started law, graduated law school. Actually, by 2018, I was working as a lawyer, law firm. And then I was also, my other job was I was in a rescue squad. Mm. It was Urban Rescue Squad, so usually uh, my job was basically a little bit of EMT, so to speak, combat medic rescue, rescue overall. Yeah. Then in uh, 2018, there was a little bit of a political crisis. Yeah. Yeah, social crisis in Nicaragua, and um, I decided to, you know, participate. Yeah. And long story short, after you know, a couple months of crisis, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. I had to leave the country. Um, yeah, yeah. You kind of voluntary. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, let's, yeah. Let's How talk you live in the country? Oh man, um, <laughs> it wasn't voluntary. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love my country. Uh, you no, know, when the situation arise, I want to fight for it. My dad used to always say, "You gotta serve your country some way or another." Whether that is uh, police, military, volunteer fireman, volunteer Red Cross, whatever you do. Right, you gotta serve your country, and yeah, hundred percent. What's going on? What's happening, man? Hey, what's good? What's good? Yeah. This, this is the first one together, man. Yeah, yeah. first live joint. I'm happy to be here, man. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. We finally made it happen. We got our guy with us, man. We got Carlos in the building. Hey, guys. Nice to be here. Nice to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. We got a lot to talk about. We do. So yeah, this, this is your first time in, in Texas? In Texas, yeah. Yeah. So you normally just in, like, Louisiana? Nah, this was also my first time in Louisiana physically. Um, okay. Usually uh, I was in Florida. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Florida. Yeah, yeah man, man came all the way from Mexico. Well, yeah, I'm living in Mexico though. I used to travel back and forth to Florida, but right now I just came all the way from Mexico. First man. time in Texas, first time in Louisiana. Yeah, nice. trying that Cajun food, man, amazing. <laughs> so I you just it. spent your first week in Louisiana? How was it? Oh, it was pretty good, man. It's pretty good. Food was pretty good. People was amazing, and you know, business was pretty good as well. Yeah, man, it was a good experience nice, overall. Nice. Beautiful well, state. Jump into Beautiful it. State. Jump into it. So, you know, for the people that don't know, yeah. Carlos started as an employee with Equity Hub. Now he's a partner. Oh shit! Yeah. yeah. So it's, we go uh, we go dig di- we go dig deep into it if you, you know if you want to. Yeah. No. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, it's been a journey. It's been a journey. I've been uh, you know, a little bit about myself. I've been in the real estate yeah, space. Yeah, man. Let's get a uh, little introduction. Yeah. Man. Let, yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, so my name, you know, my name is Carlos Pineda. I've been in the real estate space probably since. Uh, 2019, 2018. Mm-hmm. That's when I moved uh, out of Nicaragua into Mexico. Uh, you know, it's a little bit of a long story. You know, but, um, so you was born in Nicaragua. Yeah, born and raised in Nicaragua. Uh, you know, did, did you know, all my life there. I studied law actually. Uh, in paper, I'm an attorney. Believe it or not. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it may not look like it now, yeah. but yeah, I'm an attorney. I started law, graduated law school, and um, actually by 2018, I was working as a lawyer, right? Uh, mm. You know, a law firm. Uh, and then I was also, uh, you know, my other job was mm. uh, I was in a rescue uh, squad. Mm. So it was urban rescue squad. So usually uh, my job was basically uh, a little bit of uh, EMT, so to speak, combat medic rescue, rescue Damn. overall. Yeah. 
Then in uh, 2018, there was a little bit of a political <laughs> crisis. Yeah. Yeah, social crisis in Nicaragua. And yeah. um, I decided to, you know, participate. Yeah. And um, <laughs> long story short, after, you know, a couple months of uh, crisis, yeah. so to speak, yeah, I had to leave the country. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of voluntary yeah, or? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, let's, yeah. Let's talk about country, it. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> it wasn't voluntary. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I love my country. Uh, you know, when the situation arises, uh, I want to fight for it. And yeah, 100%. Um, you know, my dad used to always say, you got to serve your country some way or another, whether that is uh, police, military, volunteer firemen, volunteer Red Cross, whatever you do, right? You got to serve your country. Mm -hmm. So I started as a volunteer fireman back in 2020, uh, 2012. Yeah. And then I started moving my way up from fireman into rescue and then kind of moved into uh, combat medic and CSAR, which is a... Uh, Combat search and rescue back in 2018 when the whole situation started. Mm. And yeah, over 450 missions overall. Then after that, uh, kind of had to uh, exit the situation. Yeah, exit the situation. I got a question, man. Yeah. So, why do you think your dad was so big on serving the country? Well, he used to be a uh, police officer, police commander for about 10, 12 years. And before that, he uh, participated in the civil war that overthrew mm. the past dictator. And then, you know, he started serving. After that, he served uh, kind of like a ministry of defense, so to speak. Mm. It was pretty big on that. It was pretty big on, you know, giving back and just uh, serving overall. And also, my mom's side of the family also is pretty big on serving. They've all pretty much uh, served the country in so, ways. So, real quick, so I know that. In Nicaragua, um, I know Venezuela, all, you know, a lot of countries in that particular region, it's a lot of political instability. Yes. <laughs> so for your dad to be that, I guess, passionate about serving the country, how does that work when, you know, on one end you hear it's people who are, you know, very, very adversarial with the political situation there. Did you experience any political, I guess, disbelief in the country at any time? Or did you, like, you believe in what the country's mission was on with the leadership that was in place? So it's it's complicated, you know, and to answer that, you kind of you know, have to go back a little bit. So the country uh, was under the rule of a dictator called Somoza from 1930s up until 1979. Yeah. When the local government that's right now uh, overthrew them by force. Civil yeah. war. We're talking hundreds of thousands dead, planes, bombs, tanks, the whole nine. Right? Yeah. And so a lot of the people, such as my dad, right, uh, they fought against that government. They saw their friends die, their families, a lot of exiles as well. Then, you know, they and they've been ruling ever since. So it's, it, you know, it's kind of hard to take that blind fall off, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but then again, as time progresses, you start seeing things that you, you don't agree with necessarily. So say, for example, in my family, um, they all fought for this government back in the 80s, but then they started to take that blindfold off. And it's like, hey, you know what? This is not what I fought for. This is not the country that I wanted my kids to grow in. This is not what I, you know, bled for, you know, and like, it doesn't make any sense. And then me, personally, uh, when I was a volunteer fireman, I was actually a volunteer fireman for the government. 
Uh, yeah. And uh, you know, I remember I used to tell my mom, well, you know what? They ain't that bad. My mom yeah. kind of like switched sides. And I was like, well, mom, I mean, they ain't that bad. I mean, they, yeah, like who doesn't make mistakes? Right? I mean, yeah. you try to justify that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, they're not that bad, right? Yeah. But then you kind of, you got to understand it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. Uh, it's a progression of things, right? So first it starts with a little sun. Okay, I'll let it by, right? A little pass. Then a little bit more and a little bit more up until the point where the uh, repression is so big that you can't even think anymore. You can't wow. Even, you can't even express anymore because they will throw you in jail. So, damn. Wow. Oh, yeah. No, nah, They got the torch out. So they take your toenails off, your fingernails off. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got, you know, personal uh, people to That's me and my family though. that uh, they were incarcerated uh, while injured. You know, after after a combat, you know, they got injured and then they were, you know, incarcerated. So, um, yeah, it's... Uh, it's complicated. So they torture people. Yeah. yeah. So it's crazy. So how do they stop? I guess the uh, was it like a high level of corruption? How, what, what was that that situation like? You know, trying to. I have big dreams. You want to get some some things accomplished. You want to be a lawyer. You know, you want to do some things with your life. What is that progression to success like in Nicaragua? Would you say like right now? Oh, right now it's complicated. I mean, it, it really depends on who you ask. If you ask somebody that's pro-government, right? Their answers, it's easy. Yeah, they're going to say, oh, it's amazing, it's great, you know, doing everything. If you ask somebody that's uh, not pro-government, you know, they, they have it hard. I mean, not to get political, but you don't really need to be a genius to say or, or to see that, you know, if a lot of people are fleeing the country, well, you know what? So a lot yeah. of people leaving. Oh yeah, I mean you don't see a lot of people leaving Disneyland, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean you, you ain't run out of money. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gotta be a genius to figure out. You yeah. ain't gotta have a master's degree in like social studies or something like that to, to figure it out. I mean, you see X amount of people living somewhere at you know at the same time. It's like, well, you know what? Uh, something might you know be going on. You know what Absolutely. I mean? It's like, <laughs> so I got a question, man. Yeah. So he's a volunteer fighter, fighter, mm-hmm. fighter, 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 fighter. Yeah, <laughs> and then you're in the military. Uh, not the military per se. On the Ministry of Defense, uh, which is how uh, long you in that? Uh, from, so he's military defense. Uh, not military defense. It wasn't the military. It was the Ministry of Internal Defense, right? So he kind of. So you over, worked for the government, though. Yeah, he kind of oversaw police. Uh, basically everything that's inside defense, so police, fire department, okay. uh, immigration, prison system. So it's all in one to one ministry of mm-hmm. like internal defense, and that was. What so, was so what that pay look like? Oh man, it's crappy. <laughs> <laughs> I need a number. What's, what's crap? Oh shit! I mean, I'm telling you know they can take into consideration. It's a it's a um, you know throw world country but you could probably rank up around 250 to 300 dollars per month well what 300 dollars per month i think we'll probably spend more last night on there so that's like (laughs) so like hold on that's like three thousand for the year um three to four thousand right if you do good that's 2400 that's two times 12 it's 2400 yeah about 2400 if you do good if you do good you're probably ranking around three thousand so does that uh, for, go for, like, a, for a government official? You're probably rocking around, you know, if you're if you're like say a commander or in a higher position. You talking about like right now, like in two thousand eighteen? Uh, right, right now, thirty six hundred a year. That's probably what you're saying. So, so what could, 
Could people live off of that in Nicaragua? I mean, it really depends on the Bruh. quality of life that you have, right? I mean, uh, say for example, oh yeah, yeah me. Pretty. Say for example, me. For example, I couldn't even live with three thousand for a month. You know what I mean? Like, so what's the rent look like for like a house? A mm, hundred dollars a month. That's the thing. Say for example, for like a room. I'm not saying a house, like a room with wait, a wait, bathroom. Wait, hold on, hold on. That's eight. People rent out rooms. Yeah. That's eighty dollars, a hundred dollars a month. So I mean, take okay. So you know. Let it, let, but let it sink in though. You earn three hundred dollars a month. Yeah. And your rent is about a hundred dollars a month. So it's one that's third. Th yeah, one that's thirty three percent, a third of your money for a room. That's not even a kitchen or bathroom. I mean, sometimes you may have it's like a mon like like a mono space, like you know, it's like uh you know, you got your kitchen in there. Say for example, you that's, can be laying out. Yeah. It's kinda yeah. like some New York stuff. Kinda. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Kinda like the type of property we'll see in New York. Right, so kind of like that, but definitely. Uh, so, what what, what would your rent be like for like a house? Um, say for example, the house where I used to live uh, back in Nicaragua was a big house, huge backyard, huge front yard, uh, three car garage. Um, I think it was four bedrooms, That's two bathrooms, all your money. Yeah. Uh, studio apartment. Uh, also a, a place for you know. Uh, whoever does the cleaning, they actually they do sleep in the house. Oh shit, you was rich. <laughs> uh, it, it's funny because I mean I used to be in Germany as well for a while, and every time I was talking to somebody, every time I was like, oh shit, you're rich. I mean no. <laughs> <laughs> that was like six hundred. Rich ain't the word. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean that's like six hundred bucks a month. Six hundred. Six hundred. I mean you could probably get a house with a pool that's for like seven hundred, eight hundred. That's the day. That's the day. That's where you get a lot of expats going in there you know what i mean like say with your retirement you're making i don't know what say, say for example somebody that worked a government job out of here uh you get your 401k your retirement you retire with what four thousand dollars a month that's probably not gonna get you too far in here mm -hmm. but if you go to nicaragua or if you, you go to it, yeah if you go to central america you know, that's what you see a lot of expats from you know 50s 60s yeah they'd be balling you know what i mean so we take out money to nicaragua we ball oh yeah you're balling yeah. oh man so i got i got a question so how you transition to that to like actual being an entrepreneur because uh, that you know that's uh, a lot yeah from going getting paid three thousand a year yeah <laughs> well you know what so it's, now you're uh, making are you making three thousand a month right now a little bit more <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more yeah let's, let's get into it let's talk about it. so how you yeah. made that transition uh, to well you know what man it's um i would say the necessity uh i was kind of forced like was it a mindset it. thing like you, did you want to be an entrepreneur forced to be entrepreneur. That's, that's I was kind of I was kind of forced into it, but I did have a lot of entrepreneur examples. Say, for example, my mom. She's my biggest example as an entrepreneur. She's a lawyer. She mm. used to work for one of the. Uh, she was a manager of one of the biggest uh, cell phone companies in Nicaragua. She was an HR manager. She was doing pretty good, you know. Say for Nicaragua, she was earning uh, way above average. And then she said, like, and when you, you know, say way above average, which what you mean? Probably around four hundred a month. Nah, yeah, <laughs> probably around ten times what I just told you. Uh, ten times, three thousand, four thousand around it. A you month? know, probably. Oh, she uh, was. Balling. Oh, she balling. In the crowd, yeah, she was balling a little bit. Oh, you was rich. You was rich. Yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, man, I'm rich. Nah, I mean, it really depends on where you are. You know what I mean? Like, say for example, if I go into the UFC, then I'm probably not gonna be the strongest guy. But if I go into, I don't know, kindergarten, then yeah, I'm gonna be the strongest. It really depends on. Yeah, it's levels to it. Yeah, yeah. there's just levels to it. But then again, she quit her job because she wanted to start her own law firm. And, um, you know, at first it was hard. We kind of ran off, you know, all of, the, all of her savings, all of her money. And, you know, it, it, it kind of got tough. You know, the, the living style that we had dropped down a lot, right? 
uh, because, you know, we were struggling. She was trying to pick her business back up. And I was like, hey, you know, and they were offering her jobs. And I was like, at some point, I was like, hey, mama, why don't you just take the job? Right? I was 12, 13 years old. I mean, shit, we're struggling. She was yeah. like, nah, I didn't leave that job to get another job. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. Right? And she kept going. And, well, shit, she now is making a little bit more than what she was making before. Damn. Mm. So she's, yeah. like, rich, rich in yeah, Nicaragua. Yeah. <laughs> nah, man. Uh, she still lives there? <laughs> yeah, she still lives in Nicaragua. Yeah. So what made you bed. make the transition to Mexico? Well, at that point, uh, there was a lot of, you know, uncertainty as to where to go, what's going to happen. political standpoint. Yeah, and, you know, I didn't really want to leave. I felt like, you know, like I was running away. I felt like... Uh, you ran away. Yeah. <laughs> you ran away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it felt uh, like you did yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I would probably be dead or in jail or whatever, so... Uh, yeah, I ran away. Fuck. So, so you can't go back. <laughs> um, in theory, in theory, everything is uh, good right now. There's like a truce going on. Yeah. So, so, but you would, would you go? You wouldn't chance. Uh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> they would. Pr- it would probably need to be some. It would probably need to be some big for me to go back. You know. Yeah. I mean? So honestly, uh, it'd be more safe for you for you to drive back rather than flying back, right? Uh, it really man, it doesn't really make a difference. But probably by driving by. Yeah, because yeah, nobody really safer. got. A, yeah, exactly. Look at yeah. your stuff. Yeah, exactly. Especially if I go into Central America, we have like a free uh, transit going on in Central mm. America with, between Central Americans. So I could add my passport to probably just go in with my ID. So, yeah. But not right now, I'm giving all the games, so they might just. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody <laughs> out here looking, man, shit, I just gave out all the games. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then uh, then I went to Germany. Uh, an aunt was living in there. Stayed, uh, stayed after that, right? I was like, okay, I gotta go. That really wouldn't convince me to go. I was like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go up until my, my aunt was like, hey, you know what? Come to Germany. I was like, oh, shit. Okay, let's Germany. So wh- how, how does that work from a citizenship standpoint? So where do you currently have citizenship? <laughs> right. It- so in Mexico, what I am is a permanent resident. Permanent resident. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. yeah, that's when I, no, I went to Germany. I, you know, spent my entire, like, visitor's visa, right? Okay, six gotcha. months? Uh, yeah. And then I got offered a job in Mexico. Okay. At the Supreme Court of Justice of mm-hmm. the state of Jalisco, and I was like, "Well, hot damn, you know, that's what I do, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm a labor and a corporate lawyer. Shit, let's go, right? Yeah. So I went straight in. Mm-hmm. I asked for political asylum. Mm-hmm. Right, I had abundant uh, proof that what, you know, that what that money was looking like. Uh, not a lot. Similar to Nicaragua. Yeah, similar yeah, to Nicaragua. Yeah. I was probably looking around a thousand a month or something mm. like that. Jesus. But I mean. That versus, hmm? oh okay. yeah, as an attorney, as an attorney. I mean, but that you know versus you know going into jail or getting killed, shit, that's not a lot better. And when you say political asylum and a, and an abundance of information on that, what, what what does that mean? I mean, usually when you seek political asylum or refugee, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you gotta show them why you're, you're seeking that. I mean, it's not like, hey, I'm here to be here, right? Um, I actually have the need for protection right Damn. so you need to prove that with you know well it, everything was popping in the news it was like kind of not hard to figure it out but then again i have personal threats against me my family since i was like uh, against the government and i used to be in the government and then i went out they kind of took it personal you know what wow. i mean yeah i don't know 100 yeah, they will uh oh. they will definitely take it personal and um yeah that's a little bit of so i, I had you know everything that, that could back it up that hey you know what me personally uh, I need this, right? So they actually gave it to me. Um, funny thing is, I go into working at the Supreme Court of Justice in Jalisco, and they did tell me, hey, listen, my man, um, all good and all, but, you know, the person that hired me, it was kind of like for, you know, 
connections and kind of like under the table uh, that she couldn't do it anymore. And it was like, we only hired Mexican born attorneys for this uh, place. Damn. And so you didn't even start the job. Yeah, it lasted like two months. And then also, by the way, your Nicaraguan uh, degree ain't invalid here. Ain't valid. You got to study all over again. And I was like, shit. I mean, if you would have started like engineer, medicine, that's the same in every country, right? Yeah, but yeah, not yeah. the laws. Yeah. Wow. And I was like, crap, I chose the wrong career, right? So at that <laughs> point, I was like, oof, what happens now? So I started just taking any job I could find. I was driving, uh, like Texas? driver. Hmm? Like a taxi job? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, like a driver for somebody. Like uh, okay. personal, personal driver. Personal yeah, mm. like a personal driver. I was doing moving for people. Oh I was, uh, so and, you was hustling trying to figure yeah, it out. Yeah, I was hustling trying to figure it out. And then I started teaching English. So I got a gig teaching English. And since I just came back from Germany, my German was kind of on point. So I also got a gig. Hold uh, on, wait a minute. You speak German? Oh, yeah. How many languages do you German. speak? Three. English, Spanish, and German. Damn. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that is crazy. So, I mean, I start teaching German, teaching English. And I, and then I got into a master's degree. So they told me, hey, listen, now if you get into a master's degree in law, that validates automatically your right yeah yeah. so yeah. shit was kind of starting to pick back up i was like okay all right now this is so making this is sense it was coming yeah around. yeah it's making sense you know yeah. yeah we're making it happen and then i break my back and since i didn't have no insurance i didn't have no actual labor contract yeah, yeah. i didn't have nothing i break my back l4 l5 broken how, how you did it Oh man, this is the funniest story. I mean, funny right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, after you broke four, that while you was teaching. Uh, no, after four hundred and fifty missions, nothing happened to me. Not even a single scratch. I mean, I was blessed that way. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people, you know, didn't have it that good, and you know, it was just a matter of luck, right? Yeah. Uh, but then again, uh, it was kind of raining. I was late for class. You know, I hate being late, and I was kind of sprinting. You know what I mean? And then I, I slip, fall, mm. break two pieces. It's tough. Yeah, so I had to be in bed rest now. And I was like, uh, about four, five, six months, something like that. So in those four, five, six months on bed rest, did you you think you hit a depression moment? Oh yeah, I mean, I was uh, I was definitely not fun to be around. Um, you know, so picture this: I, I couldn't move. I was in my bed. I was drinking a lot. You know, every day, every night, I was drinking. You know, getting wasted, getting yeah. messed up. Couldn't move. I had to ask help uh, to even go to the bathroom. So, I mean, for somebody like me, that was depressing. That was like, you know, I, I ain't for this shit. You know? I don't yeah. need this, right? Uh, I didn't have any money. I was broke. I need to ask and call my mom for like 20 bucks just to be able to what? eat. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a grown-ass man. And in a foreign country, I'm still calling my mom for help, trying to ask for money. Right? You know what I mean? And she was sending me money. But I was like, every time for I did six it. six months, you did extra money? Uh, sort of. So what, what was the other income coming from if she didn't give it to you? Uh, shit, I mean, at that point, uh, the the person that was my wife in that moment, mm. she also uh, had a job, but it okay. wasn't enough. So, so you were married? Oh, yeah, I was married. In Germany? No, 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 that's in Mexico. Gotcha. Yeah, so I was married in Mexico, and she had a job as well, but it wasn't enough. And then, again, me as a man, I didn't feel yeah, good. Yeah, you know yeah, 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 like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I couldn't provide. I didn't feel good. I didn't have to ask her for help to, like, you know, go to the bathroom. She would help me. I mean, she, she was cool about it, but I wasn't fun of me around. I yeah. had an attitude. Right. I was, yeah. Depressed. Yeah, I was depressed. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. I had PTSD. I was working out, breaking out. I mean, it, it was only, like, three or four months after everything I mean, so I was waking up in the middle of the of the night, like screaming. Uh, yeah, say she would get out of the bed, and then when she when she came back in the bed, I was like, ah, you know, going oh, crazy. Yeah, and you know, I had the darkest thoughts, man. 
I had the darkest thoughts. I thought about it, you know, many times. What's that? Thought about what? A suicide, man. Oh shit! Yeah, I was Let's like, talk you know, about like, like what was giving you those thoughts of doing that? Because everything wasn't going your way. I mean, like it was. Say for example, in my mind, right? Hey, I was an attorney back in Nicaragua, and like life in, was going good. Yeah, in my yeah, in my reality in Nicaragua, yeah, I was balling. Yeah, yeah, I was, was good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was strong. I was, you know, I was fit. Had the I was good an job, attorney. Degree. Had the good job. I was also a second commander of my unit. You know yeah. what I mean? I had so everything. So you was like the top one percent in your area. Uh, ish, yeah. Ish. And yeah, and you know what I mean? Like in that area, yeah, probably. And then Damn. it all went to shit. And then, like in Mexico, I don't want to shit. So I mean, I, I swallowed my pride. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I mean, I, I I don't I'm not about pride. I'm gonna do whatever I have to do to hustle. And then it starts picking back up. Um, you know, I was the best in my master's exam. You know, to apply, I was pretty. I was pretty good. So I mean, I start again. I had a, I, I bought a car, right? Okay. Yes, yeah, cash straight up. And I was like, okay, things are picking back up. Boom, happens again. So in my mind, I was like, what? So the this fuck? happened twice. Twice that I had to pretty much start, start all over. over. Yeah, and I was like, what the fuck, man? I mean, really? It's just, you know what I mean? And I just went into depression because I felt like I was finally, you know, living, the, like crawling out of that hole. And then I, I get pulled back in. So I got a question. I got a question. How did you work yourself out of depression and suicidal thoughts? Oh, man. That's, that's you know, that could help that's somebody. Heavy, man. Well, yeah. family. So your family uh, helped? My family. Was mom, it your wife, your mom? My mom. My okay. mom, she was... Uh, so you shared with her that you was depressed suicide. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would... I would probably not call her, but she would feel it. You know what I mean? She would call me. She felt me something up. was up. She felt, you know, you know how much you know, they got that going on, man. Yeah, mom's no, bro. Yeah, it's scary as fuck, man. I and mean, she'd be calling me, "Hey, babe, how you doing?" And I was like, "11 p.m. midnight." She never would call that out, but she would call, "Hey, babe, how you doing?" And I was like, "Okay." Then all of a sudden, she was just, you know, without me even asking, she would probably send her fifty bucks. Me like, "Hey, babe, you know." when I needed it so I was like and it, all, it always happened in that moment where I was needing it you know what needed I mean yeah. yeah but I, w I wouldn't say it because I was nah man you know yeah, what I mean yeah, nah yeah, pride. Yeah, pride. exactly yeah. exactly and then she kind of kept me going no I'm an only child from her mm. so I was also like hey man that's gonna fuck her up you know what I mean she was already pretty beaten down that I had left and obviously in the way that I had to leave so I was like man if I do this you know it's the coward way you know what I mean like I don't, I don't want to do it I'm not a quitter. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to give up. But then again, I, I had like relapses, right? I mean, especially when I was drunk, that, that that's definitely not your friend. You know, when I was drunk, I started thinking all kinds of shit. Yeah. And um, then one time, somebody calls me and be like, hey, yo, man, I need, I know you need a job. I know you're in bed rest. I got a job for you. You don't need to do nothing. Um, what type of job was it? You just need to, you know, you can do it from your computer. Okay. You know, uh, on your bed while you're in your bed. All you gotta do is just call people, ask them if they wanna sell their house. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you gotta really stay while he's on bed rest. Oh yeah. Whoa, so, that is crazy. <laughs> so he calls me up. And depressed. Oh yeah. Then it's like, hey man, you need a job? I was like, hell yeah. You got a computer? Yeah, but I can't move, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, at yeah. that point, I didn't know anything about virtual jobs yeah, yeah, yeah. or VAs. I mean, in my mind, so you had to get up. He hired you as a VA. Yeah, he hired me call as a caller. VA call caller. Okay. So I was just called, he gave me a script. I was call calling, but you know, I've always been curious. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, fuck, am I just calling somebody? Like, ask for, you want to sell their house? And in my mind, say, for example, in Latin America, it's not as easy as in here to buy a house. The legal paperwork takes months. Damn. Yeah. So, so you was cold calling people in Mexico or United no, States? No, in the United Jer States. Okay, gotcha. So I was gotcha. from Mexico cold calling people in the okay, United States. Gotcha. It was in Tennessee. So yeah, you was a true VA. Yeah, I was but a true VA. But you were in Mexico while, yeah, while right. I was in I was a true VA. I was in Mexico 
from my bed in a dark room, calling people in Tennessee, asking them. Trying to make a living. Yeah. And I was getting paid $3 an hour. Whoa. Yeah. And happy. I mean, shit, I had money now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know what? And I also had something to do now. Mm. You know what I mean? Because when, when, when you ain't got nothing to do, man, you when you're sitting around, you start thinking about all kinds of shit, man. Now I had a purpose. And so that started turning turning you around as depression yeah. and suicidal because now somebody believes in you. Exactly. And it was like, hey, you know what? Like, first I was like, how? It immediately opened it up for me. I was like, okay, so wait, these guys are hiring me from here. So how did they find you? Though? How, how did how they find? You? I started looking on YouTube of how to make money, how to make money, and then I, I you started filling out like yeah, job applications. Out applications okay, and then gotcha. found me one of those mm, uh, places. Okay. But then I figure out, hey, you know this guy, he's like the meal man. So he's making like five, six bucks, and he's paying me. Okay, cool. So I kind of cut him off and went directly. Oh, <laughs> so so so. So it was like a, a VA company. VA company. Yeah. Gotcha. And he was an employee for the VA mm-hmm. company. Ah. Yeah. So I kind of. Like, yeah, get that's when I, the plug. Yeah. yeah so, so I you went got to pay more money. Yeah, exactly. I went direct to the plug. And then the guy um, who was doing it, he was actually, we started talking, and he was actually from Playa del Carmen in Mexico, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, hey, how, how are you doing this from Mexico? He's like, oh, you can do it from anywhere in the world. It's like, yeah. you're good, right? So I was like, ah, oh. caught my attention. And then I was like, now they're paying me. Now, now I saw that people are hiring VAs, so I told them, you know, eventually I, I started applying for jobs, and when they would tell me uh, something, I would be like, hey, man, you know, I can get you somebody. I can get you somebody. And I also, like, started uh, outsourcing VAs, but I also was working with this guy. Mm. So you started your own company on the side? Yeah, a little bit. It was something like a side hustle. But then again, but, you know, at, at the beginning, though, when I first started call calling, man, I sucked. Like, it was a big VA company, right? So the first client that they put me in, he fired me on day one. Damn. Damn. Yeah, they won. <laughs> they said I suck, man. <laughs> they told you shit. Yeah, I mean, he he, he was pretty polite about it. He yeah. sent me a, an email saying, hey, listen, my man, I think this is not for you. Wow. I think real estate, I, I still have that Who email. Who was it? Who you, it was yeah, it's, yeah it's, uh, probably he thought of himself as a big shot. His name was Ravi McCarthy. He was out of the uh, Virginia thing. Oh, uh, no. I still have that email, though. Damn. I still keep that email. He's like, hey, maybe real estate. God yeah. damn. Maybe yeah. real estate. Hey, you really suck one yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I did. I really suck, man. Uh, but then again, that, that I mean, so for example, whenever you got a situation, there's two types of people and two types of choices, right? Yeah. Say you, you get fired on your first day, usually you either quit or you're like, fuck no. I mean, that was my mind. So I was like, no, what? This is interesting. And, and yeah, I, I do know I suck. I mean, it's my first day. Yeah. Um, but then again, I kind of, how, how did it feel though? Yeah. Oh how man, it felt bad. First, yeah. yeah, no, it felt bad. You didn't even get a check. You got a check for that? Or not? Yeah, like <laughs> twenty bucks. <laughs> you, know, you get you some meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mean, uh, what I did was like, okay, I mean, I do suck, right? Yeah. So I started going into YouTube. I was like, put in real estate, call calling, and I started seeing a bunch of videos. Mm. And then I find uh, Brent Daniels. And okay. he was like, okay. TTP. Yeah, TTP. Talk to people. And I started going into these videos, right? Oh, mm. okay. Shit. Now I see what's going on, right? Yeah. So I was, I pretty much, I think I watched uh, over 100 videos of Brent Daniels. And then I got another cold calling job. And now this time, he was like, hey, man, I'm looking for someone with experience. And, yeah, man, I got it. I got it. So, I, you know, yeah. the second cold calling job that I got, it actually lied my ass off. I was like, oh, yeah, man, I've been, how long have I been doing this? About four years. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> he was like, okay, so what are you going to do? Oh, man, I'm, I mean, usually what I do is a TTP method, man. You know what I mean? Brain damage. That's oh, what I do. That's what, shit. I'm, yeah, that's what I'm trained in. Oh, okay, you were training? Oh, yeah, the last company that I had to train me in. It. Oh, okay, cool. So I, yeah, I've always been a salesman at Harvard. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, hey, yeah, man, yeah, I'm going to shoot my shot. About to close the deal. Yeah, man. So they they got me. It was in Florida. And, you know, the guy was from Honduras. He was living in Florida. Mm-hmm. So we kind of, you know, we kind of clicked. And he started, and then he's kind of, uh, I think he kind of figured it out. After a couple of weeks that I, you know, that I was a big talker, but then he saw some potential. He kind of started me coaching a little bit. Hey, man, you know, do this, do that, say yeah. this, say that. But I, I was also watching videos after that. So say, for example, I was, um, I wanted to change my situation, right? And I was, yeah. like, and I was seeing the closers, for example, and they were making more money. And, I, and they were, in, you know, in different other countries. I mean, and I, they, mm. not all of them. So, for example, I saw this closer on that Florida company. He was from California. He was like, man, you can do this from anywhere in the world as long as you're good. And you can make thousands of dollars. You can even host on your own as long as you're good. It doesn't matter where you are. So, I was like, okay, I want that. You know what I mean? Hey, you were yeah. trying to go from VA to acquisition. To actual closer. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. So, I started my way, right, uh, trying to do it, trying to do it. Then I asked him for an opportunity. Hey, let me talk to this lead. Uh, First two or three, I kind of, kind of, kind of shit the bed. I was bad. Uh, oh yeah, I was gonna. I even told him, yeah, no, we're wholesalers. We're looking to sell this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucked that's up with like, that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you know, I kind of kept going, kept going. Just, I didn't let it stop me, and I started. You know, one thing that I was big on was education, right? So, for example, I was. Uh, listening to youtube videos yeah. podcast and everything i was trying to educate myself i was like hey listen um i'm on bed rest i can't do nothing so i'm gonna take all of my time and then i switched that energy of being like you know feeling sorry for myself feeling mm-hmm. depressed and you know just drinking and going at it hey i'm not going you know turn this up Applies. yeah yeah so i was working from seven in the morning uh, from companies that were on the East Coast a couple hours ahead, right? Mm-hmm. And then I, I had another client after that, and I was probably finishing up at around 9 p.m. for companies that were in California, which Damn, was like so two hours before. Jobs. Oh, yeah. So how does Jesus that work? So I had two computers. Two computers. Yeah, so I was like, fuck it, man. I know I can do it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So the first time I figured out that the dialer that I was using kind of took some time to dial. Yeah. I was like, shit, I could probably bang out another call. So, I mean, I, I kind of got, like, two headsets, and I was blasting two you I was, I was having Whoa. four jobs at the same time. Yeah, four Whoa. jobs. Yeah, because, for example, I started one at 7 a.m. Then probably my business hour, my busiest uh, time frame was probably between 11 a.m. till 5, 6 p.m. when all the jobs collided. Right, but then again, the the jobs in the East Coast kind of went dead early for me. So you were you know, working multiple jobs at one time. At one time, yeah, you I definitely had two get fired for that shit. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely out of there. That's why when I started my VA company, I was like, "Fuck that! I'm gonna put you in a time tracker." Uh, mm, yeah, I mean, and what you use for that? Hubstaff. Okay. Yeah, you ain't gonna finesse me. I know. You know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You knew the I've game. been there. Yeah, I, mean, I knew the game, and that was pretty good. Nobody ever found out. So, so nobody. Ever, but what was the lead production like in trying to multi, trying to like work for work following people? I mean, it really depends. Were you on, productive? Oh yeah, I was banging to everybody two to three leads per day. Oh shit. To each one of them. So in total, I was banking 14, 15 leads to different people. You know what I mean? But per Damn, day. Yeah, that's but I, it really, I mean, I was trying to hustle. And, and you know, I, I usually started being like, hey, man, you know, I know I'm not closing. But, hey, one of the leads I closed, can you give me about 100, 200 bucks, something like that? Right. So yeah. I wanted to do it, right? Yeah. And I was also and I was putting in the hours. So I wanted to make money. Yeah. I wanted to change my situation, right? And, um, and then when I started closing, I kind of took a little bit less, you know, less jobs. And I started focusing a little bit on that. 
then the pandemic hit in 2020 and everybody went looking for virtual and I was already, you know, you pretty seasoned. good. Yeah, yeah, I was seasoned in it. So I, I took the opportunity and that's kind of when I started uh, closing my first deals. So it's a hell of a story. Closing <laughs> deals as a virtual assistant. Yeah. What 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 kind of okay? So did they pay you? What what, what, what kind of pay structure? Yeah, what was their pay structure? Yeah. So at the beginning, um, it was like a fixed fee, like five hundred thousand a pop, right? Mm. And then I was figuring out that you know, fuck that, I don't want that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, the first guy that I actually did percentage with, his name was Nick. Uh, out of Tennessee, I was like, yo, listen, man, um, I don't mind not getting hourly. Like, fuck that hourly. Yeah. You want a percentage? Give me, yeah, give me a percentage. You yeah. Eat what you kill. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and let what, me close What that percentage was like? Initially, we started at five, but I was like, hey, man, I want more. You know what I mean? And he's like, hey, listen, my man, close a couple and we'll talk. Then we went up to 10, and the first deal that I closed with him uh, on 10%, it was a $27,000 deal. Oh, shit. So I made 2700 But we also agreed that after ten, after 20000 every 10000 I was going to get 10000 10000 10000 up until some point, right? So I made like 3700 on that deal. And, you know, I used that money to, like, build a website and start a VA company on the side. So you invested wow. the money yeah. into a business. Yeah. I wasn't feeling 100% comfortable yet to, like, try to go ahead and do my own wholesale. But, but... I did do my LLC. I took that money and I created an LLC in the States. And I was like, I'm just going to have that shit here, you know, just So you case. created an LLC in the States? Yeah, in Florida. Wow. At that time, I was already able to walk. I was already good. And what so year was this, 2020? 2020. So I went into Florida, created my LLC, and I came back and I opened back accounts. So I was like, hey, listen, because I was getting screwed on that foreign exchange, you know, the, the, the yeah. exchange and then the fees. And I, oh, like, yeah. Fuck yeah. It. So it was I cutting your money. Yeah. So I, was, I went to Florida and uh, opened up an LLC, opened up business accounts, and I came, hey, man, start paying me there, you know. And right now what we're going to do is we're going to do a joint venture. So I'm going to get 10 or 15% of everything we do now. It's a joint venture. You know what I mean? And that was, he was like, shit, as long as you're producing, I don't mind. And then we started kind of like going into it. That's, that's, that's different, though. Yeah. So what kind of money did you make once you started moving JBN. up to a closing? Uh, I was probably making around four or 5000 a month, 6000 a month, mm. a month, depending. You know. so that was life-changing money. Oh yeah, I mean, going from not having twenty dollars, going from yeah. asking your mama for twenty, yeah, to making yeah. Five and in Mexico months. that definitely went a long way. You know what I mean? So I started, you know, saving and investing that money into different other businesses, and then I talked to my mom and I was like, "Hey, mom, you know, I, I know I'm not here, but I wanna, I want in on the business, right? I want mm. in your company, I want to buy it, so I bought twenty yeah. percent." And How I much bought, was that to put twenty percent of our company? Uh, and she was my mom. She kind of, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She, it was like uh, probably around. Ten or twenty thousand. That's not bad. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so off of that today, you still get paid for that company? Oh yeah. yeah. Wow. So usually, so what I started doing on that company is like, hey, I want to invest, and what I'm gonna do is, um, we created kind of like a relocation program. So say, I, I knew it was a lot of expats, right, going in. So I was like, hey, you want to move into Central America? We'll get you real estate. We'll get you your immigration status. We'll get you the whole nine, all laws, right? So yeah. I started managing the the. The U.S. clients. Yeah. So, you know, I, uh, in Nicaragua, so there's a lot of experts in Nicaragua. A lot of people, you know, go in and doing mm -hmm. that. So we, for example, on any given month. So, for, for, hold on real quick. Yeah. For anybody who don't know what an expat is, what, what is an expat? Uh, expat is somebody who leaves a country to go voluntarily to go, li <laughs> <laughs> to go live in another one. So um, where are most of the expats coming from to Nicaragua? Uh, U.S. and Canada. Wow. Yeah. So, hold on. U.S. people is going there? Oh, yeah. 
Because what I'm telling you, I mean... So it's, it's kind of like exchange, because we get a lot of people all the time, so just as many people we get in the U.S., U.S. is going to other places. Especially well. after the pandemic and when everybody started working That's virtual. Crazy. I never, I never mm. thought of it. Yeah, so for example, before you used to have a lot of people that waited until retirement... You get your check, Social Security, mm-hmm. you your go check back. Going yeah. All the way over there. yeah, but now we had a lot of people that were working remotely. They were like, hey, F it, I'm going to go to Mexico. Right? Say, for yeah. example, you got some developers and stuff, you know, making 8, 10K in California, for example, when your rent is 2,000, right? Then you go into Nicaragua, Costa Rica. So, I mean, right now, Central America and Mexico is flooded with Americans. US, yeah, Americans or Can- Canadians like working remotely. So now you you, you not only have the senior citizens mm. that were retired, now you have an entire population. And I was like, you know what? They're gentrifying. They're gentrifying. Well, they're yeah. driving up the rents. It's, the American, oh is, is, and it's American a, wait a minute. Yeah. This is a whole thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> so it's, wait a minute. and it's a big problem right now in Mexico, say, for example, because they be going So the regular Mexico people that live there can't afford the rent. Can't now. afford because now, oh. say, I mean, say, for example, you know, you got your you, you got your rental property. That's and good. then, like, you know, you got, say, you got an American who's willing to pay 1000 but me as a foreigner, I'm like, fuck that, I'll pay 3000 Right, I mean, who would you do? Your countryman or foreigner? Foreigner. Yeah, fuck yeah. So that's what's happening, right? Uh, Rent used to be a thousand dollars for the high spot. Now it's three, four thousand dollars because they got Americans. They're being displaced. Basically, got to go to the hoods and the ghettos. Yes. So there's a little bit of gentrification going on. So I bet they hit Americans then. uh, (laughs) Well, I bet it's probably you know because here's the thing. I'm sure because the extra money that's coming in, they're able to increase the quality. A little bit. But it's more expensive. But it's more expensive. But, I mean, the people who used to rent, they don't get get benefits because, I mean, you were renting. It's not like you own properties. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like you're getting that money, right? And then now you're being displaced. Whoever's making more money as Mexicans are the people who have houses. And usually those are not, you know, they're already wealthy. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's funny that you mention that. And I don't know if this plays a piece in it, but. Bro, so, you know, I got married in Mexico. Like, yeah, recently, like, like last, last, last week. week. Yeah. <laughs> so... We go out to the to the to the like the local. Yeah, was in the town. Yeah, the local. Well, my, my my cousin she went to some of the local joints. Bro, the prices were like more expensive. Yeah. Than America. Go to Los Cabos. It's more American than America. So, how does that work for the locals? It, it doesn't. They don't go. They don't, they don't go. go. They so don't go. So that those those businesses are one hundred percent built to for cater Americans. to Americans, yeah. tourists. And, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it was kind of the situation. Me and my wife were talking about it. And I was like, hey, you know what? Believe it or not, I'm making my money in the U.S. I'm also low-key gentrifying. Now, I'm also Hispanic, so it doesn't kind of show. But I'm also <laughs> low-key gentrifying. So that's when we decided to start a business in Mexico. Hey, let's get back to the community, right? I want to start a business in Mexico. I want to employ Mexican people. I want to do this, do that. Uh, but going back into it, so a lot, I mean, after the pandemic, I saw a lot of people going the other way. People that had money. I was like, fuck it. They're going to need attorneys. They're gonna need people who get real estate. They're gonna need, you know, they're gonna need all of that. It's a one-stop shop. Hey, man, listen, man, I'll I'll do your residency. I'll do this. I'll do that. So I started getting clients into the company like that. You know what I mean? So you became a solution to the big problem. You see? Exactly. I mean, it was a problem. It wasn't gonna stop. Yeah. Hell, I'm just gonna you make money off of it. Yeah. So that's when I started. You know, and that's a law firm that I have now. We opened up offices in Mexico, and that law firm was like, "Hey, mom." Let's take it to the next level. Now I want to open up uh, offices in Mexico, right? Yeah. So what's the yeah. typical cost for them to get all that paperwork and stuff? Bruh, probably depends, but usually... Most around, people come with more than one person, though. Yeah, yeah around two to $3,000. Per person? Nah, like say, for example, per family. 
a family, okay. local family, wife, husband, wife, and two kids. So, say for example. So, so you got whole families coming out there. Oh, yeah. So it's not just like. I got this one client right now that it's him, his wife, three American kids, and now one Nicaraguan kid that was born in there. He's been there for like two to three years now, ever since the pandemic. So, right. so the kid was born from two American parents. Yeah, in Nicaragua. So he's got dual nationality, dual citizenship. Wow. And now they get citizenship because they had a kid. Because they had a kid. Wow. So now they're staying there for good. And do do these people speak Spanish? Uh, A little bit. (laughs) A little bit. The husband, which is kind of like the one who's running around doing stuff, he kind of like has picked up a little bit. Say the wife, for example, she doesn't really have the need. Gotcha. And especially now the community where they're living in, everybody, it's all, everybody uh, is American. American. And, and the people who care, people who give service, they all speak English, right? So there's really no mm. need for you to. Are that. the locals hostile? Did to... you have a did you, did you have a good uh, hard time in Mexico when you nah, went in there? It was like a... because you went to a tourist place and everybody spoke English. All American. Yeah. The <laughs> are the locals hostile to Amer- Americans? Not really. Not yet. Not, Not yet. yet. <laughs> Not everybody. Right now. What they're seeing is, hey, Americans are coming. I'm selling my services higher, right? Whatever it is, they haven't started to feel the gentrification it's so coming. hard. It's already talking. People are already talking about it, uh, especially in Mexico. But it's not a subject yet. But it's coming. So that could lowkey down instead of war. <laughs> it, 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 I can see it could create a problem because ultimately the economy is going is increasing. Yeah, it's and they can't flip. afford it. They won't be able yeah. to afford the So now you have American prices with the kind of wages that we were talking before. Oh, my God. And they still so, get paid two, yeah, $300 a Exactly. Month. So the quality of life decreases because your money now Ain't is able shit. to buy less stuff. The acquisition power that your money has goes down. That's terrible, bro. Yeah. We but, Americans... I mean, I'm, I'm I'm not saying that it's not only Americans. It happens. I mean, they also got Europeans. I mean, it's normal, and it was bound to happen. Uh, I don't I don't blame. Them. I would probably do the same thing. I mean, it was bound to happen. Say, if you could manage your entire business from a beach in Cancun, shit, why not? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, why not? If you were a software developer, you're on your, you don't do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you prefer to be in a I don't know 900 square feet apartment? Yeah, yeah in your house. Well, in I'd California, like paying $2,000. Oh, yeah. Or go to a beach in Cancun, you know, the Caribbean. Yeah. And, like, just work out of your, you know, kind of like what you see in Instagram. Obviously, I would I would go for it any day. I, mean, I don't blame him. I yeah, would go for yeah. it any day of the week. And me, I'm making my money in, well, in three different countries, but uh, a lot of my money coming from, from America. So, I mean, and I'm living in Mexico. So, I mean, I don't blame him. I think it was bound to happen. I think it's just a matter of, you know, as in everything. Also, people coming in here, you know, mm. regulated. So... Uh, Wait a minute. So your wife is still in Mexico. My second wife. Wait the a second marriage. Yeah. So the first one that I was when I had my back broken, we divorced, and now gotcha. I, yeah, and I and remarried. You, and, and you now said I married a Mexican. Gotcha. So you mm-hmm. said y'all divorced because y- you were hard to be around. Uh, different situations. We we weren't seeing eye to eye. Gotcha. Yeah, eventually, Keep you know. It like that, huh? Yeah, eventually <laughs> it took a toll. Politically correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just uh, wasn't working. Yeah, it just wasn't working. Yeah. Yeah. It was good while it lasts. Yeah. And now, now you know, I grew each other. I'm going to keep it like that. <laughs> and now then I remarried. What What was the difference with the new wife versus the old? The old. Oh, it's a big difference. Say, for example, 
when I started, you know, uh, in every business that I have right now. How many years? Businesses? Yeah. I got four businesses going on okay. in different countries. So I got law firm Nicaragua, Mexico, and Miami. Uh, and I got, you know, the real estate thing going on. I have, you know, uh, Pinion Investments, and I'm also working, um, you know, Equity Hub. I manage the entire operations of the wholesaling. Um, I'm also in Mexico partnered with a co-working space. And, you know, we provide actually co-working for everybody yeah, that wants yeah. to work virtual. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and um, we also do, like, uh, low-key mentorship for startups in Mexico. And then... Uh, Shit, that's motive, fool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I got a, then I got Taskify uh, also, which is a brand new business which was created in uh, February. It's a software CRM for sales, complete automation. We also provide virtual assistants, uh, video editing, the whole nine, whatever you need virtually for a business, we got you. And um, yeah, but I mean, everything is kind of vertically integrated in the, in the US at least, vertically integrated to real estate. Mm. And then in the Latin America is kind of vertically integrated to law, but again, to like the whole virtual space and a little bit in real estate as well. But more so when you're talking law, you're talking about more so from uh, uh, citizenship. Uh, immigration, yes, immigration. Uh, but also we uh, our actual main specialty is labor law and, and corporate law. Mm. But when me taking over a side of the company, I brought in the whole immigration because I saw the need, mm. right? and it's picking up real good, big nice. money there. Yeah, so, so, so say. basically, with the first wife, you wouldn't shit. Yeah. Now you got a lot of shit going on with the new wife. How the new wife feel about all this? I mean, so you say a full business, it sounds like about six or seven. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean, some of them are, for example, uh, partner with the other ones, you know what I mean? So, I mean, right. like legally, it's only four, but I mean, I'm, I'm involved in like seven, uh, six or seven different businesses. I'm also involved a little bit in the real estate mentorship as well, kind of li- giving a little bit of insight as to, hey, you know what, if I could do it, why couldn't you, right? Yeah. So, yeah, we got a, got like, you know, seven businesses going on. Kind of divided into four different LLCs in four different countries. That's a whole, lot of, yeah. a whole, lot, of, a whole yeah. lot of moving. Yeah. So, uh, and going back to the wife, I mean, this is pretty important. I let's get. Talk about yeah, it. you. When you have two people, when you have a relationship, whether that is wife and whether that is uh, friends, mm-hmm. one of the other is always going to influentiate the other one. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. So you gotta really choose carefully who you surround yourself with. Mm. And you know who's the person that you usually see the most? Who's the person that you go to sleep with? Who's the person that you're gonna spend your entire life with? Yeah, right. So you gotta choose that wisely. And in this case, for example, every time I open up a business, every time I do some, she's like supporting me. She always says, "Yes, babe, let's go. I trust you. I believe in you. Right? I know you can do it. I know you can do that." Say so if I gotta travel for work, you know, I'm coming here a week. All right, she's completely uh, cool with that. Then I got to go uh, June for Costa Rica as well. Then I'm going in uh, August, Miami, you know, uh, Houston as well. And then uh, probably also Louisiana. I'm probably going to be, you know, she, she's cool with it. Wow. She understands the vision. Mm. So whenever, I'm always saying, you got to surround yourself with people that understand your vision. And so, that's big, that add man. value to it. So, so, she, so right now she's in Mexico. Yes. No plans to come into the States? It's being discussed. It uh, really, <laughs> really would depend. Uh, we got to, you know, sit down, do our numbers, see Kids what's best. there? Yeah, one kid. So she's occupied. Yeah, she's so, occupied and, you know, uh, and she helps me out a lot with the things that are you know, going on in Mexico. So what she do day to day? Oh, she's studying psychology right now. She used to be a police officer and right now she's studying psychology. Um, yeah, like the government, huh? 
Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's what a stable income. Yeah, man. but wait, you know, but, but we left it, right? So we, you know that also helped out a lot because you know when I when I you know got into uh, Mexico, she was a police officer. She kind of understood my mm. mindset. She kind of knew what was going on, right? She 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 knew the lingo, so to speak. She knew what was going on, so yeah. she kind of knew how to manage that. And right now, for example, um. I don't. Uh, I don't have any nightmares anymore. I'm doing pretty good. I don't have any PTSD anymore. And you know, did you get like medication for some, nah. something like that? Oh, no, just old fashioned way. So, yeah. so old fashioned old way. Fashion way, man. So just, the money you know, changed the situation. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the money was the medication. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, and now you know between <laughs> the seven right. businesses that I'm either a partner of or running on or whatever, you know, seven seven figure businesses, you know, in in total. So I mean, that changes your so, life. So so what you what you. What's your best month look like? Cause you went from damn near, uh, you weren't making shit, exit for twenty dollars. Best your, month that I ever had. What's your best month look like? Mm, I think it was around shy of twenty. Twenty thousand. Twenty thousand, yeah. So you mm. went from exit mile for twenty dollars. Yeah, so I went from. I, I went. Yeah. So you know, ever since I started going deep into real estate, and when I understood the power behind real estate, behind relationships, and behind hard work, I went from having to ask my mom twenty dollars. For making twenty thousand in a month. Wow. And you from uh Nicaragua. From Nicaragua. They got so. motherfuckers in America can't do that. I mean <laughs> What what what's that I mean what is that a mindset shift when you going from that kind of income coming from where you came from from an income perspective, what does that do to the mind? Oh, it changes you, and it changes you in in different ways. So, for example, you can either take that and not make not make anything with it. So, for example, it it happened to me a little bit. Uh, say from twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one, made a lot of money, right? Mm -hmm. And then I wasted it all. I wasn't investing, right? I was just blowing it. Which is uh, which is bad. Oh, I was traveling. Uh, you know, with my wife, we went to. So you was doing things you always want to do. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, I was doing things I wanted to do. Yeah, I, really yeah, I bought a I bought a truck, cash. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I was like, fuck that credit <laughs> shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the only way I rolled, we went to <laughs> went, we went into Central America. You know, Guatemala, Honduras, Salvador, even like closer to Nicaragua, like. Yeah. You know, just, let's do this, let's do that, Bum. right? Yeah, we were going every weekend to like Puerto Vallarta, Los Cabos, that kind of shit. And I was just, you know, say for example, on New Year's, I was like, hey, what are we going to do on New Year's? You know, with my group of friends over there. Oh, I'm not, I don't know, we could probably just, you know, go out of house. Hey, let's rent out a house with a pool, you know, by which I'll pay for that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Then in yeah. 2022, <laughs> for everybody that's in real estate, y'all know it was kind of hard. Yeah, oh, yeah, shit got slow. slow. Yeah. And, you know, it all came down when I had quit the job that I had with Nick and I started doing wholesale on my own. I was in how, May. How, how did it went? How did it went? Oh well that was in May. And you know oh, I had 2022. Oh yeah. Okay. May twenty twenty two, you know, Fed's rising the interest rate and I you know I lost around twelve, fifteen thousand dollars <laughs> on that month. I had about eleven properties on the contract, uh, only one closed. And it, it was it was nothing. It was like fifteen hundred, something like that. Oh. And I was dumping money into systems, so you, you know. What you yeah. think was going wrong in that situation? Well, I think I started into real estate when it was good. You know, my first actual experience in real estate was when it was good, right? right. 2020. Yeah. 2021. So that was my only experience. Yeah. I had high. never experienced real estate on a download, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I entered in the seller's market and I had never experienced it in a buyer's market. So, mm. I was, you know, I was like, look, I was locking stuff up, you know, that I. It, 
in all actuality, weren't really good deals because yeah. I knew it was somebody was gonna buy it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was gonna fly <laughs> off the shelf. So you know, and I was investing money in systems and you know the whole nine. I was yeah. you know, just dumping money in it, and you know it was to a point where it's like, oh, you know what? This isn't working out. I'm actually spending all of my money. I don't even have money anymore. Huh. Like, what's going on? I can't let this happen. You know what? I think it's time to close up. Close shop momentarily and like look somewhere that I could probably learn more and grow. And that's kind of when I uh, met you and Tyron. Hey. We were kind of talking and, you know, it's when I understood. It's different making money than it's creating different. wealth. Yeah, it's different. It's not the same. So it's anybody can make money. You can make $150,000. And that's if you don't fact. invest them, you're going to lose them. You're going to spend them. Absolutely. You're going to spend right? them. You, you ain't going to have nothing to show. So that's when I realized the value of actually creating wealth and buying rental properties. Mm. And uh, and especially that's when I started seeing, hey, I didn't know nothing about creative financing or nothing like that. So my mindset changed between, hey, uh, I want to make money. So adversity and uh, difficulty led me to understand that it's not about making money. It's about creating wealth. Facts. Anybody can create money, but anybody can spend it. But if you got wealth, if you're buying assets, then you're protected, right? Yeah, absolutely. And especially in real estate, that's recession-proof, that's recession-protected. Mm. You know, you still got that cash flow, right? Whatever happens, you still got that cash flow. My mindset changed. I became more frugal. I stopped spending a lot of money, right? And now I'm like, hey, you know what? I want to start investing. And then, you know, actually this year with O'Neill, it was like, hey, listen, my man, I want to start buying uh, properties. You know, the ones we were wholesaling, I want to start buying them from uh, Equity Hub, right? Like that deal in Baton Rouge and stuff. So, you know, we kind of started going into it. And yeah. that's, you know, building the portfolio. So I understood, you know, that's where wealth is, actually. Man, this is dope, bro. It's a beautiful thing. It's yeah. a beautiful thing. So, man. Look, man. <laughs> this is good stuff. No, and it so, changes your mindset. We're going back into it. It changes your mindset now. You know, you start moving different. You start thinking different. You start choosing who you surround yourself with. Now, when you start, when you pass a certain threshold of money, right, you move different. You act different. I got a question. Different. How did things change for you once you started working with Equity Hub? Oh, man. It was all uphill. You know, when I started working with Equity Hub, my mindset changed. Uh, exactly because I understood it's not about making money it's yeah. about making wealth and it's about relationships right mm. who you surround yourself with mm. and that's one of the things that actually hit me hard you are the reflection of the people that you that's surround yourself with mm. so I started you know changing and being intentional about who I was going to hang out with and there's something that really stuck out with me once we were talking and you said I ain't got no friends I got business partners so mm -hmm. I was like, hey, if you're going to be my friend, that's cool. We can be friends. But it got, it's got to be the type of friendship that I know that at any given point, we could be business partners. You know what I mean? Yes, indeed. Yes, Love indeed. it. Yeah. And when I created Taskify, for example, uh, I had a friend in Mexico. that He was pretty good. He got done some work with me. And I was like, hey, listen, my man, you're going to be my partner. You know? Absolutely. I want to start that. And that's when we started this company this year. And it's already looking to be a six-figure company, hopefully, by the end of this year. Wow. Well... We're going to see. We're going to see. How about we take a shot out of that thing? Oh, yeah. You know, Taskify brought us a gift. Taskify got a little gift from Taskify. I think we can go ahead and, you know. We can go ahead and have a shot. Now, that is Mexican tequila, the real deal. Yeah. Yeah, 1800 tequila, just in case, you know, they ever want to sponsor us, man. I think, you know. the real deal. 
Since we're on Taskify, we might as well have a Taskify shot. Taskify yeah. shot, man. In true Taskify fashion. Yeah, let's yeah. get it, huh? Yeah. Straight from Mexico. Hold Straight on, what's from that? Mexico. Get that out of there. Yeah. Hey, man. Okay. I'm going to put a little more in mind than yours. Yeah, okay. How you counting? Okay. Mississippi, one Mississippi? I ain't counting. <laughs> count you don't even count. You're swinging at it. Yeah, playing it by ear. Yes, indeed. I love it. Shout out so to what's next, man? After this shot situation, man, what's what's the next? What's the next move, man? Well, the next mm. move is I'm looking to build my rental portfolio when I hit a hundred properties before uh, I turn forty. Hey, man! Shout out to you, man! Yeah, man! Thanks, man! And uh, mm. Mm. that's smooth right there. Yeah, man! Might need to double really up. It. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, right now, um, being intentional about what I do. How I spend my time, uh, the companies that I'm involved with, mm-hmm. people that I surround myself with, and uh, from this moment on, uh, my focus is well, obviously making money, using that money to leverage and create wealth, and surround myself with the right people, the right relationships. You know? Yeah, that's kind of why I've been big. For example, I came uh, into Louisiana for a workshop that we had, yeah. right on real estate. So I was kind of sh- uh, sharing a little bit of, you know, my Let's experience. Let's talk about that, man. Yeah, oh, it was hey, a fire. Yeah. Talk, what about, talk about the week that you had. Oh, <laughs> man, the week that I had. So, for example, uh, you know, um, I consider myself a closer. I'm pretty yeah. good at closing. Yeah, crazy. Oh, yeah, but I never closed in person before. I'd mm. only been closing on the phone. So First yeah. time ever yeah. closing in person. So me and O'Neill was like, hey, are you actually a closer in person? It's a whole different game, man. Yeah, now, when you you're looking at shit. Yeah, 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 well, yeah, you know yeah, see? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. walk the walk, yeah, man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you talk the talk and see if you walk the walk. I mean, yeah. it's a whole different game when you're looking at a person. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and then I was like, ah, shit, okay. So I uh, came to Houston mm-hmm. on Friday. Then I went into Lafayette. We had a workshop on Saturday, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So uh, that workshop is with a mentorship group uh, in which I'm also involved mm-hmm. and, um, you know, assistant. So we, I was kind of talking about how to close deals over the phone, right? Yeah. And how you could leverage that into scalability, right? Mm. So for me, every business that you go into, you got to be on the phone. Yeah, you got to be on the phone. But for me, every business that I, right now, for example, for every business that I even consider involving myself into, it's got to be scalable. Mm. It's got to be a business that can be scalable. It's got to be a business that can work without me, that can be scalable to different parts of the world, mm-hmm. not just geographically limited, yeah. right? but actually scalable. That's kind of why I started you know, the, the software company. It's yeah. as scalable as, as it can be. But also real estate can be scalable. So I was talking, okay, listen, my man, like, you know, how many people can you actually go and see you know, in your city versus you know, can be locking up deals in Houston, Baton Rouge, New Orleans, right, Lafayette, you know, in the moment that you go to it, say Lafayette to Baton Rouge, that's about an hour, an hour and a half, right? Mm-hmm. I don't call in five, ten people. I already lock up a deal. I already call them and snatch it up of you. Wow. Well, yeah. He's on the way. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll talk to many sellers on the phone. and be like, yeah, somebody came last night, took a look at my house, and they was going to make me an offer today. And I lock them up. Right? <laughs> and I told them. Yeah, and I, we were talking in the workshop. I was like, hey, listen, my man, if you want to do it that way, absolutely no problem. Just pray that I don't, you know, I'm also yeah, calling here yeah, in Louisiana. Yeah, 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 I'm also yeah. working in Louisiana, so just pray that. I'm going to get you while you're on your yeah, way. I'm going to get you I mean, while you're putting on yeah. your clothes. Yeah. Pray that <laughs> I don't get there. Yeah. Pray that yeah. I don't call them before you because I mean, you're going to take that trip, you know, in vain. 
And um, yeah, so that was that. So we had that. They're gonna hit you with that. Let me think about it. <laughs> Thank you for coming on out. You know, all right, right? We yeah, pull up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just put it on the couch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just send me them pictures when you yeah. go. You be my boots look yeah. out. Yeah. 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 And then again, but it was like I had a little you know, thing in me. I was like, hey, you know what? No, I want to try the other side, right? I mean, yeah. I, we had a whole workshop about it. It was pretty good. It was like, you know, 50, 60 people showed up. Yeah. Uh, everybody, you know, looking to get into the real estate space. Some already doing it, you know. Um, and I was like, okay, right? So I talk my talk. I know I can close over the phone. Now let's go ahead and show them that I can also close in person. So this week I closed, I sold one of the properties that we had, like I signed it, mm -hmm. and then I got four properties on the contract. Mm. Wow. One week. One week. One week. I mean, from Monday to Thursday. What you make on the one you sold? Friday, I'm here. <laughs> what you make on the one you sold? Why well, making what? what oh, you 15,000. 18,000. 15. 15. 15. 15. So, wow. so say, for example, we had that on the contract at. Um, Probably, yeah, yeah. At so how y'all do that? How y'all bust up profits on something like that? Mm. So for how example, you get paid out fifteen. Yeah. Oh, how do I pay it out the fifteen? Yeah, yeah. I get a percentage. Got you. It. Yeah. So we we are, we are on a percentage basis. Got you. So yeah, I was like, hey, listen, my man, you want me to run the company? <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm gonna run the company. But you know what? Fuck that employee shit. <laughs> yeah. I want equity. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I want equity. Absolutely. Yeah. If you want to give me uh, an hourly, that's fine. I ain't gonna trip. You know, over it 100. percent Yeah. But I want equity. I want a percentage. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that way is also mine. That way yeah. it's my. You know, Take ownership. Yeah, yeah. When you have a percentage, right? Now you're a partner. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Because I mean, if they. Say, for example, if equity hub doesn't make money, I don't make money. Yeah. If they lose, I lose, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sharing the risk. So, hey, shit, you know, and I'm going to hustle up. So, say, for example, that property, we had it on the contract for a long time. We had no about offers. About, nah, about two months. Damn. Oh, wow. Yeah, we had to get an extension on it. Damn. Yeah, we had to call up the seller and get an extension on it. But, you know, I, I came in here, started working. It's what I'm saying. Relationships are important in whatever game you are. Yeah. Right? So, say for example, out of the relationships that I, that I'm, you know, we've been managing to, to build out here, uh, came in here on Lafayette on Saturday. I started actually working on Monday. By Wednesday, I had that property on a contract for asking price, fifteen thousand dollar profit for a yeah. property that we hadn't been able to move. Hey, I ain't gonna lie, you ain't crazy though. I'm like yeah. fuck. I thought yeah. I was working. I ain't doing shit. And locked up four. Yeah, four then I, I went about Rouge one day. I was like, in he the locked way, up two in Baton Rouge. In the day. way, I was calling people up. I was like, yo, 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 I'm gonna be up there. I'm gonna be up in the motherfucker. He I'm told here. the team, look, I'm in Lafayette. Send me all the all the leads you got. Lafayette. Yeah, so I have that, and that's the other thing. I had, a, I, you know, we have a team. So yeah. I called, yeah, I got, I grabbed my team. I was like, hey, listen, guys, I'm in Lafayette this week, and also in Baton Rouge. I need you to focus your entire energy in following up with all of those leads that we were ten, twenty thousand dollars apart. Shit, I'm I get in front of them. We get there. Yeah, down. I'm gonna get them. Right. Yeah, it ain't. Wait a minute. So y'all following up and you going? So you got the team following up while you going lock yeah. them up in person? So, yeah. So I mean, I had the team following up. I was also following up, and it was like, hey, yo, I got you an appointment with this seller at four p.m. All right, I'm gonna be there. So I printed out like ten different agreements yeah. and had all of the agreements in my car, and I was driving all the properties, taking pictures, going with them, locking them up on the spot. Wow. Yeah, crazy. So this one property that crazy. I knew a lot of people were trying to find out. Everybody was having a hard time getting a hold of the seller, and shit, I got him on. I got him on the phone. Uh, met him. He was uh, in another city. He went uh, was just passing by Lafayette. Met him, and I, you know, pulled it up, talked about it, walked the property. You know, told him everything we needed to do, finesse him. He wanted sixty five for the mm -hmm. property. I got him on thirty five. Whoa. How much you got for? Whoa, 35. Oh, yeah. so what's the ARV? ARV in that property is around 100, 120. 120. Oh, my 120. God. So tell me this. Tell me this. 
I know you just wholesale, you just made 15, right? How are you looking to transition that into a portfolio? Or what, what, like, where, first of all, where do you want your portfolio to be? Well, right now, I think the logical state would be Louisiana, just because the fact that that's where we're doing our marketing, that's mm -hmm. where it's easiest for me to get the properties of, you know, I just get them off the, pro the company, I'll pay the company, you know, like a wholesale deal is going to wholesale it to me, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I can actually, and since I'm running the company, yeah. I can actually leverage and negotiate <laughs> the terms. So, I mean, I'm also, everybody eats, right? Yeah, so, yeah. you know, it's like, I got this thing, hey, I'm at, I'm at table, everybody eats, right? Yeah. So it's like, if I'm running this company, okay, I'm going to try to figure, hey, I want this one. But mm -hmm. obviously, I'm not going to just be, oh, you know what, uh, give it to me. No. Hey, company, I'm going to pay you up. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I'm going yeah. to make sure the company you know, is profitable, right? Because yeah, that's yeah, yeah. my job. Absolutely. And then, but hey, I'm like, also wholesome. It's still got to make sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's still got to make sense. So I'm going to get it. And, you know, Louisiana is probably the uh, logical place to be and also we got you know uh me from a personal standpoint right i mean i'm buying properties up there now i got the connections and i got people that can help me out in managing the property you know boots on the ground yeah, yeah the whole nine so i mean it's, it's different um than going into a state where i don't know anybody and also louisiana has pretty good eviction laws uh rents are not oh, yeah. that bad prices. yeah it's a landlord state so it only yeah. makes yeah. sense for me to build out my rental portfolio in louisiana gotcha and when you say build up that rental portfolio, what does that portfolio look like in the next two years? Mm, at least then. 10 units? Ten yeah, units. 10 units. Now, how do you plan on buying the units? Creative financing. Mm. No money down, no credit, no nothing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a big misconception. Say, for example, I took a lot of my people uh, from the Caribbean, like, hey, how are you doing that? You know, you you know, it's still a lot of people that don't believe yeah. that you can pick up a property with oh, no money down. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. First, you ain't even gotta be American. As long as you have an American LLC, you can buy them, right? Mm. So that's that. That's a lot of something that a lot of people don't know. And then everybody thinks that you need to have twenty, thirty thousand dollars down right. to be able to put them. So you don't need no money because this is a gym. This <laughs> yeah, for my yeah. overseas folk right here. So this for you, anybody. Yeah, for yeah anybody, everybody. But I'm, saying, but I'm just saying. So say, for instance, gonna see a lot of realtors don't know this stuff. You get LLC in America. Yeah. So is the how do you get a foreign, LLC? Is it a foreign LLC or is it domestic? American. American LLC, yeah. So it's domestic LLC. Yeah, domestic LLC. How do you run an American LLC overseas? Overseas and are not being a citizen. Oh, I mean, so anybody can. Uh, I have a because you're not a citizen here, right? No. Okay. So I but have. But you a, do have bank accounts here. Yeah, I have a. My visa is tourism business, right? So it's B one B two. So I can do tourism and I can do business in here. So I can go ahead and open up an LLC, open up bank accounts because I can do business in here, right? Gotcha. Yeah. So once I do that, you know, the first time that I came, I wanted to do it in person. I wanted to kind of understand how it was. But then again, I've created like, what, five, six LLCs? And all yeah, I've done it from my home, from my phone, right, while laying down. All you, I mean, all you got, people don't know about this stuff, but all you got to do is just go into your local uh, government page in the state that you're in, right? Mm -hmm. It's probably going to cost you $120, $150 to file it. Secretary get, State. Yeah, you get the LLC and that's it. And you get your bank accounts. I mean, you can pretty much create a fully functional LLC with less than $200 from whatever you are in the world. Mm. And... Wow, that's yeah. a gym. See, a lot of people do, don't know that. Do and then now you got accounts. yeah, and now you got American bank accounts. Now you got now you got American credits. You know what what happened to me not too long ago uh, on my bank? They hey, you're pre-approved for a credit. Damn! Wow. On business and, business credit. Business credit. Yeah. Too. I'm Why? looking to use it. Because <laughs> no, I mean, how, I want to grow it, right? Yeah. How do taxes work with you being having an American LLC 
and not being a citizen. I pay taxes the same way as everybody else. The only the only taxes that I don't pay is like W taxes. But say for example, whenever I do business with somebody, uh, what we do is a W nine, ten ninety nine. Yeah. All right. So I just pay my taxes on a ten ninety nine. Wow. Yeah. I love it, man. I love it. And I say for example, I have my accountant. Uh, she does my, you know, I never met her in person. She's amazing, right? Yeah. Uh, I have my mailbox. I pay like twenty bucks for it, right? So I'm I, the, the I manage my entire company with less than a hundred bucks. Like I get a mail, an address, a mailbox, um, you know, where I can get stuff shipped. I have my accountant that I pay, you know, every year, right? And usually charges me on the amount, right? Uh, that we're doing the bookkeeping and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, just to get the systems in place, it's not that expensive as people think. Uh, so I mean. That's not an excuse. A lot of people, oh, I mean, I'm not American. I'm not in America. That, that's not part of That's not an excuse. I mean, people, people, you know. So how do you get a B1, B2 visa? How does you do that? Oh, you got to just go to the embassy. Let them know that you want to travel to the U.S. And that's it. Just, so you it, go to your local embassy. Yeah, and let them know that, hey, I'm not planning on staying there illegally. I'm just planning on going visit and do some stuff. What's right? the cost and, uh, on that? $160. Yeah. So is 160 American money or whatever? American that? money. But you have to travel here to get that. No, like, can you, send, you, you can you, do it on your local embassy in your country. Wherever you at. Yeah, and if they approve it, the only uh, stipulation is that, hey, if I approve it for 10 years and you don't go once in those 10 years, you're you're done. You can't get it done. Yeah, but shit, I mean, it's 10 yeah, years. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? just go and do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, just go and do it. So, as you know, I... So, I, you can literally set up a whole <laughs> LLC from a completely different country with correct. a visa. Correct. And you got that... Run yeah, a yeah. whole business in America. Correct. Don't Virtually. Don't Correct. I'm living in Mexico, and I have three businesses in the U.S., and I manage them all entirely from here. The only reason from Mexico, the only reason why I came in here is because I wanted to invest in relationships, in workshops, and actually just for fun, trying it out how it's gonna be close in person. Honestly, because I was bored and I wanted to have that fun. But ma- but mainly relationships. Hey, he did a lot of shit while he was here. Oh, yeah, relationships and um, also the podcast and the workshop. Close clients but, for new business. Yeah, again, like five new clients. Wow. But you I mean, five I, new clients. Yeah, but say for Bro, example, I've been rocking that. I've been rocking virtually. If VA's find this out, it's gonna be a wrap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, nah. Ain't, ain't no more. I mean, it's not, not difficult all to find. Entrepreneur mindset. Not all. I mean, you know what I mean? Like what I'm giving you right now. It's not secret sauce recipe. Yeah, he not If you Google that shit, you're gonna be able to find it. So I mean, mm-hmm. for example, uh, and this is this is gold. Say, a lot of people, they're putting excuses. I mean, a lot of people put excuses. Everybody yeah. has excuses, right? So that's what I found out. You know what I mean? That everybody's gonna have an excuse when somebody actually wants to do it. They're gonna find the way to do it. They're gonna I either do what. it. They're going to partner with somebody. They're going to figure it out. Gonna figure it out. But if you don't want to do it, they're going to give gonna you a million excuses. Yeah. yeah. And you know what I mean? Uh, so it's not about people not knowing this because you can just Google this and you're going to know about it. It's about people actually wanting to do this. You know what I mean? Actually wanting to put in the work. Everybody say that they want to do it. Everybody say everybody be putting excuses, but not everybody's willing to put in the work. A lot of people that I, that I know from Nicaragua, you know, they be saying, oh, I mean, you, know, you got luck here doing this because you're able to travel to the States or, you know, it's this and this and that. No, it ain't luck. It ain't easy. It just make it look easy. But Ooh. it ain't easy. You know what I mean? it's a, and, but they don't see it. People don't see the endless hours and the, the endless days that I go to bed at 4 a.m. that I'm thinking about what I'm going to do masterminding and working doing that admin work behind people only see on social media oh you know you're being on a podcast you're closing up deals you're doing a workshop you're in a VIP lounges at the airport but they don't see they don't see that behind that 
there's endless nights of me going back to sleep at 2, 3 a.m. in the morning, working Sundays, Hustler. working Saturdays, not giving my time, you know, my family all of the time because I'm working, I'm working, I'm working, I'm working the yeah. entire day. Yeah. And they don't see that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So everybody thinks it's easy. Everybody thinks it's luck. And now, not in, when people actually realize that, hey, you actually got to put in the work, they don't do it. People are Quit. afraid to put in the work. I mean, they, they think that, oh, you know what? I'm going to start doing what you're doing and I'm going to get the same results. Uh, and, you know, nah, you got to put in the work. You know, and even if you get a mentor or somebody that can help you out and hold your hand, you still got to put, put in, in the, the work. work. Exactly. People, people get that wrong. From mentorships, you know what I mean? People yeah. think mentorships is like, hold oh, yeah, we're going to hold your hand. We're going to do it head. for you now. We're going to teach you how to do it the same way in, in college, right? Yeah. yeah, but I mean, people people you, just, they have a lot of excuses. It's only a small percentage of people that are actually action takers. Whew. Everybody else, man, is full of excuses. And I will say, if you put in the same amount of effort that you put into making excuses into actually doing the work, oh you'll be a God. fucking millionaire. <laughs> hey, you going crazy. <laughs> so, so this is the final thing, man. Where, where do you see yourself in the next 15, 20 years? Oh, man, I see myself... Uh, How old are you now? I'm about to be 30. 30, yeah. So where do you see yourself 45, 50? 45, 50. I see myself with at least probably two to 300 uh, rental units, uh Really doesn't matter how many businesses, but you know, but hopefully, uh, pretty much in the uh, ten million and up net worth. Okay. And just basic financial freedom. I mean, I want to be at the point that if I'm working, it's because I I want to do it. Yeah, yeah, not because yeah, yeah. I need to do it, and just create that generational wealth for my family. Be all set up. Being the fact that hey, you know what? Hopefully not. But if I die, everybody in my family okay. So you plan on on being in the states at forty five fifty or stay in Mexico? Know. I don't it don't depend, matter. Huh? Depends. Yeah, it may just <laughs> I mean, be expat. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. what I can tell you is that it it depends on the opportunities that presents itself, and you know, kind of like what's going on. I I'm not opposed to moving to any country. I've done it before. I'm you know I'm game with it. If I see that I can probably up my game in the U.S., I will take the necessary steps to do it. But what I can tell you is, regardless of whether I'm out in the states, Mexico, Nicaragua, Europe, wherever the hell I am, you gonna make it happen. I'll make it happen. That's a fact. So look, man, if anybody interested in uh, VA, CRMs, fucking getting the, uh, legal in wherever they at, <laughs> how do you find oh, it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, if anybody in here is interested in getting into the real estate space, uh, you know, uh, learning about, you know, what we do, how we do it, um, if you also are in Nicaragua, West Coast of Mexico, and you have some legal problems or you want to move into one of these countries, even Central America, also hit me up. And also, if you have a company and you're ready to take it to the next level and 10x with the best all-in-one CRM and sales automation process, mm. I'm your guy. You can hit me up. My uh, Instagram is CC Pineda Real Estate. Nice. Yeah. Love it, love it, man. Definitely appreciate you having you here, man. Was, oh, hey, guys, I'm honored. It's a crazy ass story. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm, <laughs> I'm honored to be here. I'm honored to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tequila. Yeah, yeah, That was some good tequila. That was man. an immediate feel. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 I didn't even eat yet. <laughs> I felt that. Came on empty stomach. Yeah. Hey, man. No, guys. Definitely appreciate you coming out here, man. I appreciate you guys for having me, man. Loved it. Loved it. Definitely, man. Thank you a lot. Hell of a story. I'm sure some people learn from it. Absolutely. I didn't got motivated from it yeah man i feel like i ain't doing a motherfucking thing listen let's do it <laughs> yeah <laughs> man got shit to do yeah <laughs> but man look with that being said make sure y'all subscribe to the channel man uh 
hit up Carlos. If you're watching on, I mean, listen on Spotify, Apple, make sure you hit the subscribe button, leave a five star review. And uh, we'll see y'all in the next one. Peace. Peace.